carcinogenic bacon vapors. Welcome to episode number 209 of Grumpy Old Ben's Wednesday, January 18th, 2023. I am Darren O'Neill coming to you live from a bunker deep in the heart of middle America, just outside of Chirac, where carjacking is still way more lucrative than podcasting. And from America's left coast, where our politicians were banning gas stoves before it was cool. I'm Ryan Bimrose. Well, you know, because gas is bad and it's going to give all the kids brain damage, which I kind of thought is what the leftists want so they can vote for them. I had to actually go look this up because there was a huge push last year in Washington saying you're going to have to give up your gas stove. You're going to have to give that. And it was there was a the Supreme Court ruling. I don't know if you remember this, uh, where. They limited the EPA and said, you guys can't just decide that everything in the world is environmental. You have some limits on your power. That was kind of what the Supreme Court said. And it got spun immediately as the EPA is no longer has any power. The states have to do something. And so uh, virtue signaler J.F. Inslee came out and immediately proposed legislation to ban all gas hookups in any new construction. And then King County, the county with Seattle, I think actually implemented that. So we had the big buzz of you don't get gas stove last year. And so it came as a real surprise to see suddenly it, it hit the radar again. Everybody's like, oh, gas stoves are going away. We had, you know, over my dead body, you know, the, the memes were thick and some of them were funny and some of them were like, okay, you can go away now. Well, California went for this. New York City went for this. And it was first like, well, we're just not going to allow it into new buildings, which began because as with anything, it becomes very hard to make something illegal that a bunch of people already own. They're seeing that in Illinois, although there's lawsuits aplenty with the gun law that was just passed that said you can't have a pistol that has a magazine bigger than 15 rounds. I mean, I may. Oh, yeah. I was meaning to ask you, how are you doing after your tragic boating accident? I know those dis- disappeared. I, I don't have no idea where those uh, magazines went. It's amazing. Things just disappear. But there's already lawsuits that say, well, now that you made it illegal to own a 17 round magazine, and we may be able to just replace gas stove in there at some point. But now that you made it illegal, there is the Fifth Amendment that says people don't have to narc on themselves. Yet the government is going, if you own one of these, you have to register it. So that's because the government is counting on people being complete morons. Yes. So there's going to be a lot of lawsuits about this. There's already, I forget the number, but there's a lot of sheriffs in Illinois. You mean the part where it's it's completely unconstitutional? That that part? Yes. And the part to where there are a bunch of sheriffs here that are going, yeah, we're not enforcing that, which is really making the governor happy. I can tell you. (laughs) I actually saw a, a map a couple days ago of counties in Illinois where it was counties where sheriffs have come out saying they won't enforce counties where sheriffs have come out 
saying they'll enforce strongly. And then there was, you know, a handful, 10 or 15 counties that there are no data, but there were only four counties in the whole state where the sheriff came out and said, yes, we're going to enforce this. And almost the rest of the whole state was all whatever color was. We're going, we're refusing to enforce this unconstitutional bullshit coming out of the Pritzker's office because it makes no sense. It's like, if you think, and most handguns don't have that kind of a high capacity. I mean, I know six hour sells a 33 round magazine. No surprise. It's the magic number and all, but most are a lot less than that. And in the case where, you know, 17 is a pretty standard magazine size for just an average size, nine millimeter pistol making 15. The law is just bullshit. Cause like those extra two <laughs> bullets, they're really going to do a lot my of damage. First thought. Uh-huh. I was looking at this going, okay, so do I just not put the other two in there or? Oh, and you're right. I have no name says it was Glock that makes, maybe they both do. Glock makes a 33. I was thinking Sig Sauer did. Maybe it is Glock. But in the case of these gas stoves, I haven't looked at the stats, but I'm just guessing. And it's funny because people like Lifehacker and that all of a sudden there's a bunch of articles. Well, electric stoves are really good. And uh, uh, yeah, no. I, I, I can tell you from experience, not as good as gas. No, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And if I we had, don't have gas hookup in this house and I have often wished that we did because it would be a lot harder to cook with gas if you don't have it. Now it could be illegal. But well, the uh, the percentage, if I had to guess, I, I don't have these stats. I maybe could have tried to look it up. But if I had to guess in the United States, wait, prepare for a show. You don't I get know, paid enough for that. I know gas versus electric stoves currently in use. I would guess 80 to 90 percent gas and only about 10 to 20 percent electric. If somebody can if somebody knows that stat, I'd like to know. But I believe electric. I, I, is I would absolutely reverse that stat here in Washington state. Interesting. Yeah. Everything well, uh, is gas we're also here. in a place where uh, gas is there are no pipelines to come in. So gas has to come in on trains or trucks. OK, uh, that makes it less and, convenient, which, which certainly, you know, and, and by the way, that's also true of we have we have uh, like three refineries in western Washington that we can refine uh, crude oil that comes in on the big container ship or tanker ships. But otherwise, gasoline has to come in, which is one of the reasons why Western Washington has crazy high fuel prices compared to the rest of the country. The other reason, of course, is sitting in Olympia. But um, electricity, on the other hand, uh, I don't know if you knew this, but it rains and we have a lot of steep geography, you mean which hills. means that we get like 96 percent of the power in this state from hydroelectric. And it is cheap and it is plentiful. And it's the reason why. Whenever some leftist wants to implement uh, energy policy, meaning to, you know, shut off people, put them in the dark, raise prices, whatever, they have to specifically exclude hydropower because otherwise we have <laughs> unlimited cheap green power. Right. How by dare just you? Sticking a wall on a river and running a turbine on it and suddenly, yeah, I mean, Washington and Oregon, Western Washington, Oregon, the hydroelectric here supplies most of the power for California and all the rest of the power comes from natural gas. Um, it, it's, we have way more power. We export electricity like crazy. Electricity is cheap. So around here, that's what people use. Okay. That could make sense. Baron spud, the mighty sin. I don't recall where, but he believes what he saw was 40% of the homes in the U S have gas stove, which is way less than I would have figured, but I mean, still a decent amount. I remember that's how I started. My mom had a gas stove. 
and then she went electric, but it was a fancy electric Gen Air with like the grill on it. And it still sucked comparatively <laughs> to the gas. I mean, it had its own venting system, which vented from the stove itself rather than the hood above. And that was kind of cool. But cooking on a burner when it comes to uh, electric and I know technology keeps getting better and there's induction burners and all these kind of things, but overall it's hard to beat, especially when you're going into the restaurant industry, which is to be that that's really where this is going to get slamming. Oh yeah. If you have to start changing the way that they cook in those kind of places, because electric is not as efficient. And and one of the first things that pops up that whenever somebody makes a comparison between gas and electric is electric actually takes a non-trivial amount of time. Like I want to go and fix eggs. I will start the pan heating and then go in the bathroom, you know, do my thing, do whatever, and then come back five minutes later when the pan is finally warm. And that was never true when I had gas. Right. Was it was turn it on. Okay. It's hot. Now I like this. This is important, by the way, if you're in a restaurant and you have to be able to cook things. Yes. And you want to cook it quickly. So you don't have a backlog. And uh, Baron Spud, the mighty also says you can't walk on an electric burner and see, that's exactly it. I prefer not to No, (laughs) walk W O K. You oh, okay. I mean, because you don't want to walk W A L K on any burner. They get very hot very fast. But that's true. Yes. Because if you want quick heat, it's not going to come from electric. Again, I know some of the induction stuff is getting way better, but just the normal electric stuff that you're used to seeing with the big coil on top of the stovetop, not very efficient at heating up pans as anywhere near as close, as you said, as the gas would do. So trying if, to take the restaurant industry and be like, nope, you got to cook with electricity now. If work. I may briefly indulge my inner conspiracy theorist, as opposed to the outer one, which I usually indulge. Yes, it seems. Well, OK, uh, uh, there is an obvious push for all, uh, any kind of alternate fuel, alternate energy from not appearing at people. I'm 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 tying this to the electric vehicle push, which is also an incredibly powerful push from people at top levels of government saying, stop using any fuel other than electricity. And if you think about it for five minutes, which I know policymakers are loath to do, the fuel has to come from somewhere. And if you aren't blessed with somewhere that water just freely flows down mountains all the time, that Energy usually comes from a fuel-powered plant anyway, whatever the fuel happens to be. So electricity is not inherently better. You still have to generate the electricity somewhere. It's marginally more efficient if you can do it in bulk in a lot of cases. Every once in a while, you can get a little trickle of energy out of a 100-square-mile solar farm or wind farm or something. But why are we being pushed so hard to go Everything electric, everything electric, everything electric. I'm going to go out and speculate. It's because electric can be turned off remotely, easily, quickly. People do not have backyard nukes. People do not have Yet. a hydroelectric plant in a backyard. Although the way it's been raining the last few days, I feel like I should have installed one. Some people could. Um, I mean, if you have a stream or river that's on your property, you could. But most people and, and don't. And I'm sure they're working to ban that, too. Right. I mean, you know, the same 
Same thing that says you shouldn't collect rainwater because you should get the fluoride piped into your house. Right. It's trying to remove self-sufficiency from people is, is one of the, you know, I think about what, what is the motivation for doing this? And yeah, there's certainly people who are all in who are thinking, oh my God, if we ever burn a fuel of any kind to generate energy, then, then the entire earth will explode. And these people are morons, but they genuinely believe that except that can they honestly be that stupid and not realize that that's what's happening at the power plant? No, I think that the reason why everybody is being pushed so hard to electric cars, electric appliances, electric heating, electric, everything, you know, we, we actually had some moron in Olympia float the idea of uh, putting a ban because of air quality on wood burning stoves, which did not last very long in Western Washington. <laughs> I mean, you would have to freeze to death then. Well, I'm doing that anyway, but well, thank you for that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's what I do for the show. It makes me grumpy. The, the problem with a gas stove is even if they did decide to turn off your gas, like a lot of people don't have an easy turn off. You have to go to somebody's house. You can't just do it from uh, remotely as easy. It's not as much as a switch on the internet. Not yet. I mean, they'll be installing those. And if you had to, you could put in a gas tank right. at your place and still be able to use the stove even after they've decided you posted the wrong thing on social media. And that's hard to do because it's a lot more difficult to have electricity in your house. I mean, sure, people have a generator and I guess you can run gas on that, but. Well, as long as you know, can still I, get gas. How far out there am I with this speculation that has something to do with controlling the population and we need to remove self-sufficiency? Because I'm seeing that as a motif. But you can do that out here with the gas supply as well. I mean, you could just shut it off as well as you could shut off the electric to somebody's house. It would be very easy to shut off the gas. But I think there's something to be said for just pushing everybody in the electric way because it seems like it makes sense because it's like well it's so much cleaner until you realize in states that aren't quite as uh forward thinking as illinois was we have nuclear nuclear plants here you have both right we have both nuclear here. and nuclear you try to get them both see which one's better yeah but there's a lot of places that are still burning coal to make electricity sure. which not very green when it comes to it but I nobody mean, natural gas is is the most common anymore coal plants aren't as um and of course natural gas is on the epa's list of things that will absolutely destroy the planet and cause it to explode in a fiery ball but you know the funny thing is what what is the main output of uh, the main waste uh, element a uh, molecule whatever that natural gas creates when burning you know what it is no uh, natural gas is mostly methane when you burn it, you get, uh, well, methane is CH4. So you get CO2, which, oh my God, carbon pollution. And most of what you get by volume, like 80% H2O, water vapor. Horrible water. We don't want more I know. of that. In fact, that, by the way, that water vapor, that is the pollutant that you are putting into your house and destroying your kids' lungs with every time you light up your gas stove. Is you're raising the humidity in your kitchen by adding water vapor. Well, that's the insanity of this whole thing against the gas stoves are. It has been a state, not that we haven't had staples in our homes that have been bad. I mean, people had lead paint and asbestos, so I get it. 
but I don't see any Lead paint made the best chips. Oh. <laughs> I have not seen any real science yet that shows that anything these gas stoves put off in a well-ventilated home, which they should be. And if you're cooking, I mean, you have the vents, you have yeah. the ability to open the windows. And if you're in Chicago, you've got the bullet holes, right? That way you get some fresh air flowing in, flowing out. And, you know, sure, you could take natural gas and be like, well, this is putting out very poisonous stuff that if your kids were in a room filled with nothing but natural gas and they breathed yeah. it for an hour, they might go brain damaged. I mean, yes, if you if you light a gas stove and then seal hermetically seal your kitchen and lock your kids in there for a few hours. Yeah. OK, there might be some concerns. Yes, would probably be bad. But for how most people use their stoves that to cook with yes really isn't and, the case and by the way food vapor or food smoke way worse on your lungs than natural gas paper this is what nobody is talking about which is the fact that any cooking it doesn't we, matter what way you're using it doesn't matter if you're using gas or electric did, or whatever you got did you know that when you pyrolyze carbohydrates they release carbon into the atmosphere and you're breathing it and that's why we're all going to die Yes, but pyrolyzing is also known as cooking. You don't want to do that. It's dangerous. Do not give people bad advice. Do not pyrolyze your food. Yes, yes. Well, isn't that the raw food diet? Yes, I think so, which is even worse. So there there is, in fact, a diet out there like raw food only. I was like, I don't That just no, no, I haven't looked into that one. No, I don't know if there's anything to it, but it doesn't sound appetizing at all. No. But no matter will, how you're cooking. I will continue to sear my steak, which, by the way, fills the kitchen with hydrocarbons and makes a very tasty steak. <laughs> which is why you have to have some ventilation. I realized this. I don't know if I ever talked about it here, but we've been doing a lot with the air fryer, which is, believe it or not, not gas. So this is an electric cooking method. And our kitchen, it's a, a split level house. So our kitchen is a half a level up from where the office is where I'm doing the show from right now and totally across the house. I mean, the office is as far as you can get from the kitchen. And when that air fryer makes bacon, the air purifier in the office here goes nuts. It goes up from its normal, like (laughs) two to three bad things in the air per, you know, it's got the little gauge that tells you that. Got to, got to get rid of all those carcinogenic bacon vapors. Well, it goes up to like five, six, seven hundred. Where the room next to it doesn't, which is weird. So again, it tells you that it's the airflow. For some reason, the air just comes here into this room and then dies, which I'm sure that's well, it, it, the lowest point in the house. I don't know. Could be. And it's also just, uh, the, the, the part- vents are closed in here as well, because I don't like the heat blowing in here in the winter because it's already hot enough with the computers and monitors and all that. Also, am I wrong in thinking that carcinogenic bacon vapors is a great name episode title for a show or maybe name of a cover band? It would be because it's also yummy too. everybody likes bacon, I think, but it doesn't matter how you cook. Bad it, things are getting it, in it the does air. matter how I use the mute button. Yeah, the mute. It's a one way street. If you mute yourself, you get very it, quiet. Well, it wasn't working. I could still hear you. You're like, why isn't it mute? Oh, no. Wrong <laughs> mute. Wrong mute. But yeah, this is it. People that think now this is the insanity that, well, gas stoves put a bunch of bad stuff into the air. It's like, well, so do electric stoves. 
Yeah. So does human activity. Uh huh. So, and if you really look carefully at the policies being pushed by your overlords, uh, what they're trying to do is end human activity because that's what they think is bad. I mean, human activity for all humans, but them, of course. Yes. Humans are ruining the planet, but we're not part of the natural cycle. So anything humans do are bad, but right. we're part of the natural order of things. So I don't know. I'll speak for yourself. I don't want to be natural. That sounds terrible. You're, you're, you're not natural at all, but they also want to get rid of the cows because, you know, too much methane coming out of their oh, behinds. Certainly. Yes. Yes. Cows farting is ruining that. I, I saw a great meme. It was a picture and the, the caption of it said, these are the cows farting that are destroying the earth. And the picture <laughs> was of the women from the view. Oh, see, well, we got to round them up and get rid of them. Yeah. Can we blast them into so, space or something like that? I actually came prepared to talk about the first amendment. Really? Yes, I, for some reason, freedom of speech was just on my mind, you know, permanently. There's a lot of good reasons because every story that's popping up has something to do with free speech at some point, I believe. Well, that's it's it's kind of the main value that's completely under attack by a lot of people. I'm learning They're Yeah, well, the the two. The two free speech topics that I brought up, and I'll let you decide which direction we want to go first. One is a Supreme Court case called Gonzalez versus Google that I, I don't know if you'd heard of this. I only picked up on it a, a few days ago, but it's it's pretty big. And the other one's a little closer to home censorship on no agenda social. Uh Oh, let's uh, let's save that one for a little. Let's go to Gonzalez first. That way. OK, that was a that was a good tease. <laughs> I I tried and then and then we ruined the tease by pointing it out. But that's right. what we do with segues around here. <laughs> you know, you're supposed to ride segues and then charge them up because they only go so far. I the only time I ever rode one, I fell off of it. I've never tried because I think I would have the same end result. Yeah. Well, the the trick, by the way, is you have to have good balance. If you don't have good balance, then it keeps trying to correct the balance by dry. Like if you start falling backwards. It's just going to drive you backwards at 40 miles an hour into the nearest wall <laughs> trying to. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah. Although some uh, people find like treadmills to be dangerous, too. So no, I've fallen off a treadmill, too. <laughs> I am. I am multi clumsy. Your mileage may not vary. OK, so uh, dude named Gonzalez, believe it or not, uh, he is uh, from California. I, I don't know why the worst activist lawsuits always come from California, but I can guess because it's California. His daughter was killed in Paris in a 2015 terror attack. And we know it was a terror attack because that's the phrase used by every news media at the time. Uh, there were several terror attacks on the same day. It was it's tra You know, it's tragic when people get killed in terror attacks or or get killed in in generic Chicago uh, gun violence, whatever. The, it, yes, it's not cool when people get killed. I'm not going to do that. But Gonzalez decided that he decided it was so not cool that he needed really big paycheck. I know so who he blame. sued. Who? YouTube. You are correct. He sued Google, Twitter and Facebook all at once. Twitter and Facebook settled early on. Google took it to court and won at the district court. Uh, he sued them, accusing them of assisting ISIS by hosting 
a terrorist group's recruitment videos on YouTube. That was the first thing that they did wrong. He also claimed that the platform was liable for aiding and abetting international terrorism by failing to take meaningful or aggressive action to prevent terrorists from using its services, even though they did not play an active role in the specific act of international terrorism that actually injured Gonzalez. So there's there's three causes of action, according to the suit. Uh, One is they hosted a video. One is they failed to take it down. And then the third one, which I think is the most interesting, is the the suit also alleged that YouTube's recommendation algorithm made it easier for ISIS videos to reach potential recruits and therefore should be held liable for helping ISIS to grow and cause deaths. So in all cases, ISIS did the thing, but he didn't decide to sue ISIS. He decided to sue Google because Google was providing a platform that ISIS used. And the three causes of action are hosting the video, uh, not taking it down because apparently the people there should be clairvoyant and just know uh, and having their algo recommended. The third one is the only one that I think there's any possible liability for. And I still don't think it's a good one. Right. Well, that's what they're going after the the 230 aspect of this is with the recommendations. Yes. Google argued Section 230 protection. Of course they did, because that's what they all do, no matter what. Well, that's because the that's what the law says. The law provides immunity for a carrier who is only being used by somebody else. Correct. Now, the one thing the law does not point out would be. If you highlight that content in some way, does that make you now more than just somebody that's allowing somebody to post? That's it's one thing to be like, well, okay, we're going to allow grumpy old Ben's to run on the Podverse app, which they have now. And the Podverse that is certainly the most interesting legal question of them, right? Because then when Podverse comes up and they added our, um, our logo and stuff and said, you know, grumpy old beds, have you heard it? And it's popping up on people that weren't the ones that were subscribing to it. Well, now that's intentionally trying to put that in front of more people. So it does change things, but I don't know if it will be seen as changing the legal protection offered to a site that has content uploaded by third parties. And, and section two thirty absolutely protects if it's uploaded. Does Section 230 protect if you point out and go, hey, hey, you want some ISIS videos? Here they are. That's what that's I mean, that's the only question up in front of the Supreme Court at this point, because uh, Google won at the district court level, the federal district court. Uh, Then it went to the Ninth Circuit. Gonzalez appealed. Google won there. They said, yes, Section 230 protects Google. And they appealed it to SCOTUS on in April of 2022. The case is now set for argument next month on February 21st. And the briefs have started rolling in, which was the interesting part of this. And I'm just going to come out right here and say, I feel really icky defending a company like Google. But I think that this needs to come down on their side. Well, free um, speech is free speech. This is why we've talked about the farce that is oh it's hate speech because it's still speech and all speech should be free you can't go well it's free speech unless you say something i don't like yeah it's it's 
It's free. I want all speech that I approve of to be free. That's right. what people are saying. And that's not how that that's not what the word free means. But nothing and, I disapprove of. I don't want that to be if, free. If, if you if you perf, if you if you say you're in charge of free speech, what you really should mean or mean is you are uh, in charge. Large my, my and in charge, baby. I, I, I need you know, I need to just start the day drinking. My vocabulary <laughs> is gone. Hey, that could make if, a whole different show. If you claim you support free speech, then you need to support the speech that you disagree with and not just the speech you agree with. Because if you only support the speech you agree with, you're not supporting free speech. You're supporting your ideology. And congratulations, you're kind of an asshole. But it is anyway, an interesting thing when you look at a entity like YouTube is that's able to take any of the videos that come in in YouTube's case, where if you know the amount of videos that are being uploaded to YouTube, it is ungodly high. It is nothing but noise. If you were there and had to sort through them yourself, it is an interesting concept saying, well, but they took these videos and they gave them extra preferential treatment. Thus they've taken some ownership of it. Well, and you know, this is funny. It kind of ties in with the, I didn't, I didn't intend to bring it, but the, um, if if you recall, we talked about Stephen Thaler, who was a guy who was suing to get copyright privileges for his AI generated works. Right. And he's he's he filed another suit. He's starting a, a, his fourth round trying to get this done. Was his concept and, like I invented the AI. So anything it invents, I should own. Yes. Well, he's saying the AI should own it. But given that I am, you know, that I wrote the AI, I'll go ahead and control it, even though the AI owns it. That's kind of what he's arguing. But it, it, it's kind of the same idea anyway. So the interesting bit about Google versus or Gonzalez versus Google was I went ahead and started digging into the amicus briefs. You know what a amicus curia is? Yeah, well, this is also, all the paperwork coming in before they uh, they get down. Well, to it. A- amicus in this case, uh, it's also it's Latin for friend of the court. You know how the, the the court system really likes to use a dead language when they could be using English so that they feel more important. So it's called amicus curiae, which mean, effectively means this is somebody who's not party to the lawsuit, but is interested in the result filing their legal opinion. And you can do that on a court case and people do it all the time and half the time they're doing it for virtue signaling and half the time they're doing it for activism and every once in a while somebody who knows what the hell they're talking about files but all these briefs of course are a matter of public record and i hate myself enough to have gone through most of the ones filed and what did we learn well okay first of all i'm going to give you a list of the the window for filing briefs opened up on December 6th. So I'm going to give you a list of the people who filed briefs on December 6th and December 7th. Um, the National Police Association, uh, the Common Sense Media and Francis Haugen Association. If you recall the name Francis Haugen, that was the, the so-called Facebook whistleblower. Oh, right. Who yes. Came out and said, Facebook sucks because they don't censor enough. Right. Spook, uh, fair play, which is uh, a copyright organization. Um, CITP Tech Policy, Senator Josh Hawley, uh, free speech for people. Uh, the interesting thing, by the way, uh, 
I'm, I'm reading, I'm going through the list slowly. I should go faster because there's a lot of them, but every single brief filed on December 6th or December 7th, every single one of them had the same conclusion, which was the Supreme Court should vacate this decision and decide that Google is at fault. Every one of them. A, a, an organization called Free Speech for the People, a so-called Republican named Josh Hawley, uh, the states of <clears throat> Tennessee, Alabama, Arkansas, Alaska, California, Colorado, Connecticut, Idaho, Illinois, Indiana, Kentucky, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Maine, Mississippi, Nebraska, New Hampshire, New Jersey, New York, New North Carolina, Oregon, Rhode Island, South Carolina, South Dakota, Vermont, Virginia, and D.C. all got together and filed a brief saying, screw Google, uh, a completely separate amicus brief from the state of Texas because they have to be different. Yes. Uh, and they uh, are. <laughs> Major General Tamir Heyman, who I pulled a quote, the danger posed by unfettered social media platforms is real and deadly. I don't know who this guy is, but okay. Um, the United States Department of Justice under Biden. Um, the Cyber Civil Rights Initiative. People who are saying that companies should not get Section 230 and Google should be held. These are all saying Google should be held liable for the content posted on their site and that companies should be required to police everything, even when they get what? What's the latest stat? It's like uh, three months worth of content every minute come into YouTube or something. It, it, yeah, it's ungodly. The last yeah. we talked about it, it was ungodly. And, and, the, and all of these briefs, every single one of these is somebody saying that people that Google should be held responsible for things that people who are not Google post on there. And I just civil rights organization, a free speech organization. And these, of course, as you know, the, the 501c3 organizations, whatever their name is, you know that their stated goal is usually the opposite. And about so, six months ago, the number was 500 hours of video being uploaded every minute. God. <laughs> Which is, this uh, is where it does make it interesting when you're like, well, you're taking one of those hours and bringing it to the attention of people where you're ignoring all the, that's the interesting point here. So just, just a quick calculation, if I may uh, divide by 24, that's more than three weeks. It would be a 30,000 hours of freshly uploaded content every hour. Yeah. It, 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 and I know people who spend their lives trying to watch all of it. Right. You, you, you <laughs> know, uh, Sir Gene, he likes to do that. He likes oh, to watch yeah, everything I know. And on then the he tube. Posts, he, he's one of the people who loves to just post a random YouTube link with no context. And you're like, well, should I watch this? Why should I watch this? I get those texts too. And I'm like, should I watch it? Should I not watch it? It's YouTube. Well, no, I probably like, won't. Why should I watch it? Give yes. me a reason. Make your, make your pitch because my default is I don't watch it. Yeah. Give me the nugget that I'm going to glean from watching yeah. this video. And, and maybe a timestamp because it, uh, let's see, if I look closely at it, the video, video is 17 minutes long. <laughs> right. I don't want to waste 17 minutes of my time when you could just tell me. You're like, I don't got that time. Just right. Give me, you watched it. What you've learned, post that. Yeah. yeah or, you know, can you write up in one paragraph that I can consume in eight seconds? Because I read faster than I watch videos that, you know, the first 40 seconds of the video is going to be a, a massively loud jingle that doesn't match with the voice. And then people saying like and subscribe, like and subscribe. And 
And yeah, can you, you even know, watch YouTube videos at faster than one time speed? Maybe you can. I've never seen. I, the I'm sure you can, but it's still not worth it. No, I just I, I get I I learned to read a long time ago. I get information from text very well. Why the hell do you have to bury one paragraph's worth of text in an eight minute video? It's for entertaining. No, it's it's for ad views. But yes, well, that's exactly what it's for. The National Center on Sexual Exploitation came out in Gonzalez's favor. The Anti-Defamation League, which we know is one of the more insidious terrorist organizations, uh, a group called Child USA, uh, Seattle School District number one, because Woo! activism is what they do instead of teaching useful skills to children. Yes. I'm not kidding. There was an amicus brief filed by Seattle School District number one. Well, who wrote it? The uh, fourth graders, the sixth graders? Was it I'm, a class I'm project? I'm sure it was an activist teacher while the kids were all doing, uh, I don't know, studying genders or something. Hey, baby, uh, can I the test your gender? Electronic Privacy Information Center, Epic, came out saying that Google should be at fault. Uh, a group called Free Press Action. I don't even know what this is. I guess it has something to do with metal stamping because they certainly don't care about the free press. Um, <laughs> Uh, oh, oh, you'll love this guy. This this guy, one of the biggest virtue signalers in D.C., Senator Ted Cruz. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, He's a blow. Now, we think we bloviate Ted Cruz. He blows. Oh, that guy. I don't think he has any time to be in Washington with all the time he spends in front of cameras. But <laughs> uh, he was, however, the first one that I read who said that uh, the Supreme Court should not vacate the decision, but rather clarify section 230 and remand it to the lower court which is a legal distinction he's not saying the supreme court needs to legislate from the bench like everybody else here is doing right he's saying you need to make it very very clear what's happening and then make the lower court go back and look at their decision again yes because 230 is vague at best yes well it's it was intentionally vague because common sense still existed when it was passed but only by a thread uh, the Children's Advocacy Institute at UCSD School of Law. Why does why does a law school have an advocate official advocacy institute anyway? Is it because their job is not to teach people but to advocate things? That's how everything is now. Uh, and the Zionist Organization of America, who uh, I actually pulled, I pulled a quote out of their brief because uh, it, it kind of drives home that the sticking point is definitely the recommendation algorithm and not the other. They said the court should interpret section 230 C1 consistent with the language of the law so that interactive computer service providers are immune from liability when they engage in traditional activities of publication, but not when they make targeted recommendations of information provided by another information content provider. And it it's it's driving the line and this is actually a distinction made in 230 but it's driving the line between uh provider and publisher which even 230 makes a distinction it says if you're publishing content if you are the one creating the editorial content then you can be held liable but if you're merely providing a platform and this argument i i think it's actually an interesting one because it brings up the idea that your algo Google is actually crossing the line. Well, right. they say it's crossing the line. It's definitely skirting the line of, are you editorializing or are you just providing a platform? 
230 was all about just providing a platforms. And Google, we've all used enough of Google search to know damn well they editorialize by filtering the results and only giving you the left wing ones. Right. And when it comes to YouTube, it's the same thing. You can say, well, every video uploaded is available, but if they're pushing certain ones, then is that a distinction between being a publisher and being a provider? If you are pointing to certain content as being of a higher quality or that they want you to watch for whatever reason. Yeah. If, if you feel like it, being an extremist, check out these ISIS recruitment videos. Well, and the information is not illegal. I mean, if you and I were doing a story on ISIS and decided to go watch all of their videos on YouTube, the information we'd get a knock on the door from the FBI. Probably. But, like, but you're right. It's you're right. It's Mr. not illegal. Fortunately, that doesn't matter. Right. <laughs> and that's well, that's again the distinction here. It's like, well, the content is legal. You may not like it, but if the content is legal, then you really shouldn't be able to say, well, then somebody did this based on this. And we're going to hold them responsible because their algos, then you question, well, why was it popping up? So, I mean, if you and I, again, if you're not doing anything, if you've never typed in ISIS, you've never gone in and done a search trying to find things on terrorism and that, and it starts showing you ISIS videos, I I would question it. I was looking for an Egyptian goddess. Right. And all of a sudden (laughs) they were telling me I could be all I can be and killing the ugly American. Yeah. I ran across this video. It said that I should join up with a cult and murder people and get to shoot guns and kill. And, and then at the end, it said United States armed forces. Oh, okay. You're like, I, this all sounded really good to me. Yeah. It's like, I, I loved it until I found out it was a terrorist organization. Uh-huh. But this again is the distinction between free speech and, uh, you know, there is very little in the United States that is deemed not to be because as we said it's not a question of any kind of degrees like you either have free speech or you do not yeah i I mean if i may summarize the first amendment which honestly does not require summarization because it's short and easy to understand uh is it speech yeah then stop infringing it exactly (laughs) you may not like it but that's okay you have your freedom of speech to bloviate as long and as much as you want on why the other person, what they said is bad or wrong or whatever. Exactly. The way to counter bad speech is not to silence it because that just get, makes it ferment. Foment, ferment, whatever. Ferment it is now. The way to, to deal with bad speech is to counter it with good speech and then hope that the algo doesn't promote theirs and bury yours. And I, Fuck you, Google, for making me take your side on this. And your algorithm does suck, by the way. You know, there's a lot of people who firmly believe that ISIS should not be allowed to post anything onto YouTube or the Internet. There are a a lot of people who firmly believe that you and I should not be able to post anything. That they're the same people. Curry should not be able to post anything. (laughs) Right. Yeah. That Republicans should not be able to post anything. Anybody that doesn't agree with them has to be terminated they have to be canceled they have to be whatever it is and and for a lot of them what it what that means is removed from social media and silenced and there's a few people out there who honestly mean terminated yes well that was when uh we were asking why he was going after google it was uh baron spud the mighty i believe that said well one 
Google has money. And two, most, most likely Google won't assassinate them. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, Google would be a much more interesting company if they started that. Yes. If they just start whacking people that, uh, I mean, really, if so, you, a Google could put together a much bigger force than ISIS. So 38 amicus briefs have been attached to this, which by the way, is, is more than most Supreme court cases get. Uh, the thing that I noticed the most about it is that the ones posted on December 6th and December 7th, almost all of them, there were, there were 30 plus briefs posted on basically the first day. So, you know, these people had this stuff ready to go right. the moment it opened. And it sounds like a coordinated effort. And it, it very much sounds coordinated because every one of them is speaking in lockstep in making the same points. And I, you know, I didn't read every brief because holy crap, that's a lot of text, but in order to find the very first brief ever posted attached to this that chose wanted to affirm the decision, I had to go all the way forward to January 16th. And what that means is that the people who are looking at this going, no, this made sense. We're not. And, and weren't part of the coordinated effort to completely blast the docket. Those people took a while and thought about it for a bit because it uh, is, it's multi-layered. I wanted to, okay. Well, there, okay. So there's one Washington legal foundation. I'm not sure who these people are had an interesting argument. They argued to uh, affirm the statement, but I did not like that. They are also arguing to federalize. They said, Courts have long agreed that Internet regulation is a federal prerogative, not a state function. Experience has shown that giving states a free hand to craft their own Internet regulations leads to a chilling of speech and commerce. OK, commie. Well, but yeah, that when the when the federal government does that, then you've really got problems. Yeah, but it, 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 like how exactly does the federal government make anything better anyway? It doesn't. Well, the one thing we did talk about in the past was. The farce of any state having a different law than the other states and thinking it can be enforced when it comes to the Internet is just as funny as people not understanding the Internet is global. Well, uh, OK, let let's start with the idea of regulating the Internet or regulating content on the Internet is ridiculous <laughs> on its face. It's like this is not something you can do. And yet people try anyway. But who is harmed by having to deal with 50 different regulations, state regulations, instead of one big one? Well, just like with commerce, the people that are harmed are the giant Uber corporations who operate everywhere and have a presence and have uh, a, a, an office in every single state. They're the ones who can have every single state work. Okay. Well, what about you and I? We operate in Washington and Illinois. So there's 48 state sets of laws that we don't care too much about. I mean, I certainly am not going to go out of my way to bend over and make sure that I'm following every little thing from California because right. I'm not in California. Right. What are they going to do to me? Those bastards. I mean, I'm in something almost as bad as California, but it's not. So the people who are affected by 50 different state laws are the ones that are huge. And well, first they can afford lawyers to handle that. Like it's the Amazon, it's the Google, it's a Facebook, it's the Microsoft. They're in every state. 
Yeah, the okay, ones that are well, laying off people left and right right now. Yeah, there's that. Too. They can afford an army of lawyers, but the other thing they can do is they can afford an army of lobbyists who are the ones pushing for federalizing everything because it makes it easier for them. It's it's regulatory capture, I guess, is my point. Anyway, the only brief that was universally in favor of affirming it coming on Google's side was a guy by the name of Professor Eric Goldman. I don't know if I've talked about him before, but he's somebody who whose legal opinions I actually like. He's a professor of law at Santa Clara, I think. And he is one of the very, very, very few people writing on the internet and actually appearing on podcasts sometimes who is unabashedly in favor of free speech without caveats. And that is really rare to find. Um, so what, what he, he, I've liked him for a while. What he said was plaintiffs initially framed their question presented so that the plaintiffs could bypass section 230 by claiming that the defendant recommended the item at issue. This legal standard would allow plaintiffs to raise questions of fact that would increasingly defeat defendants' motions to dismiss. And he's right. I didn't even think about that. It's just even saying, oh, your algo recommended it is a legal tactic that allows you to bring in any search result you can find. And as we all know, you can find a search result that says anything because there's so much out there. And it's like, well, you're framing it as you're giving it your seal of approval where it might've just matched the search terms. Yeah. And that's the sticking point with me. The thing that I find specious about every single argument that says your Google is recommending ISIS videos is Google is not recommending anything. The, the AI did it. And right. And as, as Thaler would argue against the, this AI art guy, um, the AI is not a person. It doesn't have personhood. It doesn't have full person rights. And yes. should it necessarily convey the responsibilities either? I don't know. If if the Supreme Court comes down on the side of the first 30 legal briefs, then we won't. I'll get to that later. Anyway, Goldman goes on. This interpretation would raise defense costs, even if the First Amendment would mandate that the plaintiffs must lose. Again, great point. It's a legal technique to jack up your legal fees because it's so hard to defend against uh, to defend an algorithm that says everything. It would also significantly distort publishers, editorial decisions and publishing operations, which in turn would hurt ordinary Americans ability to speak and find information online. The chilling effect argument He's the only one who made it. Uh, Thus legal distinction between traditional editorial functions and targeted recommendations would radically reconfigure section two thirties contours. It is Congress's prerogative to decide how it wants to shape its speech policies and manage the competing trade-offs, not the Supreme Court's. Right, because it's not blocking things from being uploaded to their site. Everything gets uploaded. The question then just becomes is putting something at a higher search result or recommending something based upon whatever the algorithm is seeing from what people have watched before, does that kind of reach another level? And again, the whole thing for me would come down to, well, everything that's uploaded is there. So they're not keeping people from publishing. So everybody gets to publish. So that's where they get their protection saying, well, hey, we're open. Everybody publishes. We don't decide, you know, we're going to post this, but not post this. That's not the way their business model works. But it is interesting 
if you start going, well, yeah, but the recommendation engine is showing this to people. You have to have a reason for it. Again, if ISIS videos, I might have a slightly different uh, look at on this. If ISIS videos were popping up to people who were not searching for anything related to ISIS, it's it's a really it's a slippery slope. I, I mean, I, but I don't think that's what happened. For one, I I, oh, think I don't either. That, I I think that the the algorithm did exactly what an algorithm did. It, it was like well, we noticed that you're listening to a lot of random thoughts and Sergene speaks. And so would you like to see some terrorist videos? Yes, it would be perfect. Usually you want something a pro-Russian at that point. <laughs> would would you like some Russian propaganda? Mm, yes, please. Vodka People who and watch Sergene Speaks also watched this video yes. of Putin at a press conference. Right. This is it. This is where the connections all start getting made. And that is not keeping other things off. That is showing that, hey, we... We believe that this is in your watching pattern. That's really what it says. It and, is, Omega Project wants to know what ISIS is using for their keywords. Good question. And and of course, Google's algorithm is a little more complicated than what we just said. You know, the it's it's a little more complicated than well than than Amazon's algorithm. It's not just you know, we noticed you bought a toilet seat and would you like to see ads for 12 more toilet seats? Right. Because it's a you little can more never complicated have enough. Than that. Right. <laughs> because yeah, I have a toilet seat fetish, Amazon. Thank you for, for picking up on that. No. You order one, they think you want them all. Yeah. <laughs> gotta, gotta catch them all. I, so I guess, you know, the question before the Supreme Court is at what point does a simple recommendation engine turn into editorial content and and is it a matter of does a human have to be involved or uh is it just can can an ai algorithm or a machine learning algorithm or or skip logic become complicated enough that it turns into recommendations i it's it's an interesting question i know exactly where i think it should come down on but i also um I'm one of those. I'm very much in the minority for thinking that freedom of speech is still a good idea in 2023. Well, yeah, that concept is dying, and it's mainly because of the new look from the millennials and that kind of age range. Which oh, speech is bad, bullying. Oh no, we have to make this illegal. Are you blaming all of this on Nam? Maybe he's from uh, he's from Sheboygan. I mean, you never know. I I try not to ask. Yeah. I don't ask questions. I don't want the answer to, (laughs) but this is exactly what is being lost when you have a bunch of activist teachers, not teaching things that accept that. Oh, this is bad. This is, it's like the ends justify the the means of the new thing. Yes. Blew me away. Yeah. Well, this is all it. The ends justify anything better to do. Uh Uh-huh. It's like, this is it. You know, this is why we have an issue because people don't understand why free speech is so important. They go, well, no, it's horrible that somebody came up and said this X, Y, Z to this person. So let's make that illegal. It's like, no, that's not. You don't understand. It's a it's such a slippery slope. Once you start making any kind of speech illegal because somebody is offended, you don't get to choose who's offended by what you say. The guy that there's a video is going around that was in the Mall of America with a Jesus saves shirt on. And they're like, people are saying they're offended by that. You have to take the shirt off like i don't know i'd be walking around the mall of america looking for any shirt that said anything and be like i'm offended by that 
that shirt just means that Jesus clicked on the little floppy disk icon. That's all it means. It means he needs a bigger hard drive. Yes. <laughs> but this is exactly it. It's like if you're going to go using the the reasoning, well, people complained, sir, that your shirt was offensive. It's like, well, everybody that's a conservative, anytime you go out anywhere and see somebody that is wearing any kind of liberal minded, I don't know, Antifa shirt, whatever it is, anything you see them political shirts, maybe it's a Hillary Clinton bumper sticker. I'm offended, offended. A a shirt showing the president of the United States severed head. Yeah, I'm offended. I'm offended by everything. People being offended is, is offensive. Can you prevent them from doing that? Yes, this is exactly it. You see the person, here's the thing. So that's, so somebody tell the save Jesus guy that this is what you do when they come up to you and say, Hey, these people over here were offended. So we're going to have to ask you to leave the mall because of your shirt. And then he turns around and says, well, them being offended offends me. Ask them to leave. Yeah, yeah. exactly. This is how it's, it's going to work in the new America. I can see it already. I saw another great meme the other day. Uh, I really liked it was uh it was a scene from Lord of the Rings, which if you haven't seen that one, then. Okay. Um, but it was the, the King of Rohan saying something to the effect of, uh, you know, I will not take action for, I fear offending the left. And then it was the, the Ranger, what the hell's his name who says the left is offended already, whether you would risk it or not. Yes. They're offended by everything. Yeah. And anything. And I, 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 it stuck in me because that's exactly the position you need to take is all of these companies who are bowing to wokeness need to stop and realize that the it doesn't matter if you bow or not if you do bow the if you know if you don't bow they're going to get very offended and try to cancel you but if you do bow they're going to get very offended and try to cancel you and if the result is exactly the same stand up for yourself grow a freaking spine yes exactly what i said on random thoughts today while covering the story of the philadelphia flyers player russian guy Ivan Provorov, who on their pride day refused to go out. I guess they wore a pride jersey when doing their warmups and he refused to go out. And of course, he's a hateful person because of that. I'm like, no, you don't get to decide because somebody doesn't. I'm like not supporting somebody, not supporting something does not mean you are actively trying to hurt them, that you're actively trying to stop them from living the life. They want to live. You're just saying, I'm not going to support that. Oh, Darren, that's so 2019. I know he's Russian Orthodox. So, of course, everybody's like, oh, stop letting people hide behind religion. It's like, fuck you. That's <laughs> see, that's the that's the hypocrisy here. Okay, Are then the people, stop hiding behind science, which is your religion, dumbass. Uh-huh, well, stop hiding behind your crazy ideologies, which says yeah. everybody has to think mean the religion. same thing you did. Yeah. Wokeness is a religion. It really That's is why you can't convince people. Uh huh. It really is. And it's like, you can't have it both ways. It's like, you're the asshole being like, you have to believe what I do. And it's like, well, okay. So this guy didn't want to wear a pride hockey Jersey. So if I go to the LGBTQ people and give them a straight Catholic, uh, something Jersey to wear, would they want to wear that? No. Well, that's the same. And they don't see the hypocrisy that it's the same exact thing. That, well, if we provide you with this, would you wear this? Well, no, I don't support that. Well, that's exactly what he was doing. Now, he doesn't mean he's trying to stop you. But if people don't start standing up, this is all going to be lost. We need people. Or when when the woke people demand you kneel, then you should be standing up. Exactly. 
Or you need to take your hockey stick and shove that where the sun don't shine. Yeah, exactly. Oh, what was the story? Somebody just won a lawsuit against their their sports ball team of some kind. I, I didn't I didn't catch the details, but there was somebody who just won a lawsuit against their sports team because they got benched because they wouldn't take a knee before a game. Oh, yeah. There was a soccer player, I think. This is, OK, I didn't I didn't remember the details. It just. One of the things that came across the feed and I'm like, oh, it's not a tech news, but yeah, it, they, I think that one of the places where wokeness finally stepped over the line was the, uh, uh, the argument that I guess could be paraphrased, you know, if, if you're not actively anti-racist, then you're racist or right. something to that effect. Right. If it's, it's the, if you're not, a, if you're not with us, you're against us argument repackaged to say. The cause that I am getting really, really freaked out about, if you don't express the same level of outrage, then I'm going to be outraged at you. I'm like, okay, well, then you can be outraged at me. Just shut up and go away. People need to learn that they can defend their personal viewpoints, their personal feelings, and don't give in to the crowd. And that's exactly what they wanted this guy to do. Everybody else on the team. Wore the pride jersey and like, ah, well, that's if you don't wear it, then you're hateful. It's like, no, not supporting something is different than hating something and hating people. And that's what needs to come back. That's what the First Amendment is really all about. Being able to have your viewpoint and state them. But I don't support wokeness. Does that mean I'm not allowed to hate the woke people, too? No, you can. Okay, but they're not there. They can happen independently there are people who don't hate the woke people who disagree with them they're not the same thing i mean we call those people rational i don't like to associate with that (laughs) yeah why would you want to be rational and and at certain at a certain point the people that are ruining your life so much are going to be hated because they're ruining your life so much because people can't go out and not worry about the things that they say the whole that you could be canceled for something that you said on Twitter 10 years ago or something you said in a YouTube video 15 years ago. This is all insanity because we, now you have a moving target. That's also an issue where you could have said something. You don't even remember something you said 10, 15 years ago that was perfectly acceptable at the time and even embraced by everybody. Well, if it's not embraced today and somebody said, oh, wow, we found this, you're done. People need to stand up. They need to stand up for rationality again. And and one of the reasons I stand up is because I know that I've already done all those things. And right. if somebody starts digging, it won't be hard to find. No, we'd have a greatest hit. Just put put my name into a, a search engine. You're going to come up with, uh, well, one of the first results you'll get is grumpy old Ben's. Right. And, and that's going to be listen damning. To, you can needle drop into any episode and go, yep, this guy needs to be canceled. <laughs> That's how I find the uh, little blurbs that usually go at the beginning and at the end. It's not like I have to search for them. It's usually random and it's usually right on. It's amazing how just out of sheer randomness, you can find something that's perfect for the start of the show. And you can always take things out of context, too. That's the other beautiful thing when it comes to very powerful rhetorical technique. Yeah, because then you never want to use the arguing style of. Well, what if I said X, Y, Z? It's like, well, then they're just going to take it as you said X, Y, Z, you know? So it's anything can be pulled out. It's like, it's, it's a horrible world we're living in that we are in the communications age where we have the ability to speak into a microphone, 
from two different parts of the United States, have people all over the world listening live and listening to recordings after, yet still the truth is nearly impossible to find. So in conclusion on Gonzalez versus Google, um, Mr. Gonzalez, I'm sorry that you lost your daughter. That's tragic. It shouldn't happen to anybody. Um, and I hate Google probably more than the next guy. But please don't destroy my entire Internet just so that you can feel some sense of closure. Well, I'm curious as if they caught the particular people in this case and those people went, you know, I was just a regular normal person and I was just watching random YouTube videos one day and I saw this video and I was like, damn, I'm going to go kill some people. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that the plaintiffs probably are not going to produce any witnesses or, or even evidence of people that specifics that did that. I'm pretty sure the argument is going to be entirely, well, you know, this is a situation and hypothetically somebody that doesn't exist could do this and therefore give me the monies. Right. They might've seen a video like this and that's why they became murderous monsters because they watched a YouTube video. Or they could step up their case and then, you know, bring to the Supreme Court. If if Chewbacca lived on Endor, then you must acquit. <laughs> you know, all of these social media companies should be uh, crapping themselves at this point because this is going to have, you know, repercussions. They really should be. I'm really surprised that I haven't seen anything from any of the other big social media companies. You would think that, uh, you know, unlike school districts and and law schools. You would think that other social media companies would have an interest in the results of this case. Yes. And be like, well, it's all just content coming in. We are just the stewards of the servers. We do not decide what gets published and what doesn't. And that would make sense. To to be clear, if the Supreme Court came down on the side of Gonzalez on this case, well, the, the narrowest that they could come up with which is I, I mean i still think the supreme court is likely to produce more narrow as opposed to more sweeping although if biden appoints more justices then you know that might change but the narrow interpretation if they come down on gonzalez side is going to be uh that um it, it, the chilling effect it's going to say if you have any kind of recommendation engine whatsoever then no matter what the engine does, you are, you are as a company responsible for what the engine does. Uh, what you're going to get is a, a chilling effect on the companies saying, well, we're not going to make recommendation engines anymore. Uh, you're going to see a massive step up in censorship. You're going to see instead of, you know, 20% of the company dedicated to watching videos and deleting them, you're going to see 50%, uh, you know, I, well, right. The, I think people arguing that this would just cause more radicalized content on smaller fringe sites, which would be the only ones well, left. Well, that's exactly where they're going to move. Right. And then if you are running a smaller fringe site and want to become larger, then again, this is going well, that would favor the big sites, Facebook, Amazon, whatever, because if you're running a very small site, and you only have three people, you need those three people for your business and development. And what you don't have is three people dedicated to navigating the legal minefields, which is one of the problems of overregulation, no matter where it is, is it keeps little guys little and big guys big. Well, it's this concept that the internet should be safe for children and the, uh, 
They're not it's so not. bright. I know. It's not. And wishing it so doesn't make it so. And legislating it doesn't make it so. And court cases do not make the Internet safe. There's nope. nothing that people can do with legal briefs in Washington or or bad laws that will make the Internet safe. All they can do is say, we want it to be safe and we're going to start punishing people randomly until it's safe. The beatings will continue until morale improves. Right. Well, this is why speech is at the heart of all this. It's not because people are speaking more in person to each other. It's all because of the Internet. And this is where it's all coming down. This concept that you could text somebody a mean message and go to jail for it. I mean, we talked a couple of years ago about the girlfriend of the guy that committed suicide, who for months, every time he was like, going to kill myself. She's like, no, no, don't. You have a lot to live for. I'm killing myself. No, no, you don't do it. You have a lot to live for. No, don't do it. And then once yeah. finally she's like, okay, fine. See if I care. Right. And then he kills himself and she goes to jail. It's insane. There's but, no logic left in the world. I, and it's the reason why I think that the phrase criminal justice system is far more apropos than most people realize. <laughs> it is a criminal justice system who refuses mainly now in most areas of the United States where there are liberal DAs to actually enforce justice. But that's another story entirely. So this will be interesting to see where it comes down. I thought it was an interesting take on it. I don't believe that it should win, but I also understand that when it comes down to lawsuits and courts and that they don't always understand how the internet or websites or anything works. So it's always a crapshoot. I I would love if there was a way that Google could lose this case and get bit slapped because I like seeing Google bit slapped. But unfortunately, anything that comes out against Google is going to ultimately result in the gutting of Section 230 and the opening of the doors for lawyers everywhere to sue everybody who hosts or transmits or looks at content anywhere on the internet for any reason whatsoever. Section 230 is the the frayed stitching holding user-generated content together because when it when the Communications Decency Act was originally created and Section 230 was inserted and considered a win, there was already a rise in lawsuits against anybody who hosted a website anytime anything got posted. And we'll go back to that And what you're going to see is an incredible chilling effect. And the only place that you will ever, you know, uh, Mastodon instances will stop existing because every single admin will suddenly be able to get sued for anything. Any idiot posts on there. Well, that was exactly what I was just going to bring up. But isn't that what the left wants? I mean, they want just one centralized place, which is why they love Twitter until somebody who didn't drink from their Kool-Aid. Yeah, they want all media to be TikTok. I get it. Yes, but exactly. I, I don't. All reporting back to China, exactly everything you do, getting all of your secrets so they can then use that against you. And and I genuinely think in the the age of new authoritarianism, which everybody seems to be thinking is norm is normalizing now, uh, the real reason why we have to put all of these things in place, we have to put a chilling effect, we have to destroy every small decentralized content site out there, is so that there is one single place. You know, the 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 authoritarian leftards got. The scary, like their, their drawers filled up when Elon threatened to bring freedom of speech back to Twitter and 
stopped quite so much of their censorship yes. and they lost their minds. They, they, they could not handle it. And the reason is censorship is the only way that you can control what people say. You, if decentralized sites, Mastodon, whatever, it, oh my God, people are saying bad things. And it, me, when I look out and I'm like, somebody said something stupid. Oh, well, right. But, because you know, they're stupid. But in the mind of a leftist, if somebody says something bad, even if there's no, even if there's no way to know that it happened, if, if somebody somewhere deep on the dark web or, or not on the web, somebody, somebody in a cabin in the woods says to a tree something racist and it doesn't get punished, then that is an affront to the sensibilities of the average authoritarian left heart. Exactly. It, well, exactly. And it, this is all being done in a way to get otherwise rational people on board, which is why this all started, at least my tracking of this, when the bullying thing really started. Because you want to keep the kids safe, don't you? Bullying. We, we can't have we can't have people bullying. We have to have laws. We can't just have people bullying online. We can't have people bullying via text. We can't have people bullying via yeah, social and- media. And, and anybody who's been through the school system in the last 20 years, um, has bullying gone away or is, are all kids suddenly nice to each other? Have we managed to completely change human nature to the point where kids no longer squabble or fight or make fun of each other? Has that happened? Did it work? No. And they're just using different tools, which again, I go back on put all parents in jail who give a 12 year old a toy that's a accessing the internet. Just saying. Yeah, it's not safe. So if you as a parent, I mean, if you as a parent give your kid a loaded gun and they blow somebody's head off, you're responsible. So if you give them a should have taught him some trigger discipline, damn it. uh, Exactly. You know, but that's exactly what you have here. When you see there was another story of an Argentinian girl, I think it was 12 years old. Another TikTok challenge wound up dead. And it's like, well, if you're 12 years old and give your kid a device that can access the Internet then yeah, you're kind of at fault as horrible as that may be to say. And and by the way, again, I'm, I'm all for the propagation of ideas, but somewhere along the line, maybe somebody should communicate with the 12 year old. Like, Hey, this person who did this thing online is stupid. Yes. Don't be stupid. You'll hurt yourself. Watch your child. Then when they're on the internet, say that. Yes. You know, at least watch your child for a while while they're on the internet and don't just go, oh, wow, they're hanging themselves. Huh? That's a TikTok challenge. Huh? That's cool. A a kid. Yeah. A kid watches a TikTok video and then goes and kills themselves. Well, there's two acts of bad parenting there. One Uh is, is giving your kid TikTok, which is bad already, but not life or death. But then the fact that you don't know what your kid is doing to the point where they can off themselves in response to this video. Like, like be aware, be in your kid's life. Don't just ignore the kid and let your, don't let the tablet be the babysitter, right? Interact with your child, be a fucking parent. Yeah. If you're going to have kids, I <laughs> know that's a radical thing to say, be a parent. If you're going to have kids, be engaged, explain to them. If you are going to be a dumb enough parent to give them a device, at 10 or 12 years old, you better have a lot of conversations with them. 
Well, at 12 years old, your kids should already have had enough conversations with you to realize some silly little things like hurting yourself is bad. Uh, don't hang yourself. Yeah, right. It, right. For that things, should go without saying. <laughs> these are these are things that the kids should probably like have conversations with your kids. Explain to them that that, you know, the world is a better place with you in it than with you hanging swinging from the rafters with a tablet in your hand. But that's where all this bullying has Have that gone. conversation with your kid. Yes. I mean, that's it, you know, but don't let it infringe upon the speech of everybody else because you think that we're going to be protecting some little scared kids. It, it's not the reality of the situation. I mean, I thought it was kind of humorous that a bunch of journalists started their own Mastodon. I think it was journo.host or something like that. Yes. And now it's being blocked by a lot of different servers and the instances and there they can't well, figure out why I, I there's a lot I, I read that article and i think the total number was 40 something instances that were blocking them which in the grand scheme of things I mean, if, if if you're not being blocked by 40 something instances then you're not posting anything it, there are a lot of people out on mastodon who really just like they sign up, they jump in, they want to be part of a social network, and then they spend all their time having their fingers in their ears going, la, 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 I can't hear you, which is what blocking instances does. Yes. And uh, Sir Omaha says, from two hosts with no kids. It's like, that's why we know what to do, because we don't have kids. Yeah, we dodged that bullet already. We're just giving advice to the people who already made the mistake. And plus, we can give you a non-biased, fair, adjusting, you know, we can give you advice that is unbiased because we don't have kids you know i have said a lot of things on this show but i don't think i have ever said anything unbiased no that would be that would be a don't start there anyway <laughs> it wouldn't work it would not work but the whole we need to silence people never the good way to go let the Nazis, let the perverts let everybody out themselves i never understand why you're like no no we want to silence them no, let the people saying bad things, let that be their uh, calling card when you see them well, online. Even if you can't appeal to morality about censorship, e even if you can't appeal to somebody's better nature because they're uh, on the progressive left and don't have one, the rational argument is censorship doesn't work. You, you're not you. You can stop people from saying something on this one platform for a right. little while, but you're never going to be able to stop people from saying a thing, which is generally the, the goal. When, when you seek to censor something, it's because you don't want wrong thing. You want people to be thinking the right thing. You don't want people to be thinking the thing that you don't personally approve of. And well, censorship has never accomplished that in its entire history. No, because people are smart enough. And I loved watching this from the the advent of the message boards and the chat rooms and stuff online when certain words were taboo. I mean, you can guess a bunch of them. Well, people just figure out how to spell them in a way that you know what they're saying, but didn't hit the censor, you know, or they just pick whole new words to mean the same thing. And so is that really changing the idea and the, the whole message? No. You know, and yeah, people right. think they're, you know, actually doing something like, well, haha, they can't type in C-U-N-T, but well, yeah, you, you can get around it. Sorry. And I mean, back in the day uh, when Xbox Live 
well, when people used it, they, they've always had a policy of, you know, thou shalt not use anything that can be considered offensive. And the, the policy, of course, started out as you shouldn't use profanity, but they realized that every time, every time that you ban the word fuck, people will say frick. If you ban frick, people will say fart if right. you, and so on. It, it's a law. You have to keep constantly adding to the list. And so they just say anything that could be offensive so they can ban you for any reason whatsoever. And they're in the right. They're clear because they just say, well, somebody was offended, which, you know, you, you opened your mouth. Somebody was offended. That's how it works. Uh, it even got to the point. There was a <clears throat> web comic. I don't know if you've ever heard of the web comic Penny Arcade. Oh yeah. There was a, an episode of Penny Arcade called Prefanity, where they used a, a minority report style scene. Uh, and you know, people who were you know, kind of pre-crime thing going on. And they, it was the people at Xbox Live trying to decide what word is going to become profane next. And, <laughs> right. And the word they came up with in, in that particular episode was ham doctor. And the reason I bring that up is because ever since then, I speak, I think it's still there. If you look at urban dictionary, ham doctor has become the word for anything that is completely nonsensical, but, uh, a placeholder for something profane, usually in a context of censorship. So if I talk about ham doctoring something, it's, it's, it's a censorship regime coming out and saying, well, you can't say that because we know what you mean. Well, okay. What should I say? And, and again, back to my previous point, it's not about what you say. You can ham doctor all you want, but what they really want is for you to stop thinking bad things. Unfortunately, they don't have the technology implanted in your brain yet to prevent you from thinking certain things. So all they can do is try to prevent you from saying them. And as of instantaneously, Servo has the, the comic and it was from July 22nd, 2009. So that shows you. Uh, it's been a while. It's been a while. Things haven't really changed. And this is the nonsensical, like, well, we can, uh, we can censor people and this will work. It won't, it will never work. And I don't know how far down the rabbit hole you have to go, but when they start putting people in jail for the things that they say, and then it's like, well, how do you deal with that? If we all decide that the really bad word is now this, well, then set, you know, then everything eventually becomes something you cannot say. So it's just way easier if speech were to remain free and, uh, you know, you don't go after people for the words that they're using. And I'm, Always feel bad for those who have Tourette's who can't help but say those words. But it, <laughs> yeah, YouTube yeah. just made a new rule too, which I wouldn't have known about if I didn't oh. watch Bandrew's show. The, uh, he's the only person I pay any attention to who gives a crap about YouTube. He knows about all the social media and now, and I get this with the advertisers. Anybody that swears in the first eight seconds of a video will have that video demonetized. I guess eight seconds is the level where. The well, that, that's the average attention span of a YouTube user. It may be the most interesting thing as he had pointed out when he was talking about this is that they will no longer, which means up until like now YouTube considered hell and damn as being profanity. Oh, sure. Which I, I, I want. Okay. Here's the experiment. <laughs> I want somebody to conduct, go up and put up an eight cent, eight second YouTube video where you say ham doctor. 
Hem doctor, hem doctor. Point. Right. See, no, you have been demonetized because you are trying to break our system. <laughs> we know what you're trying to say. It's the seven words you can't say on TV. Exactly. Where's George Carlin yeah, except when you that need the, him? The list is a lot more than seven now. Yes. Well, now it's like 7,000, 7 million. What are we at with this? Constantly, and they're constantly adding to it. Yes. Constantly evolving things you uh, dare not the, say. The, the, the things that always crack me up is when somebody comes out and, and makes the legitimate argument, they are arguing in favor of censorship and they'll say something like, well, you know, this person posted these three numbers. And if you take the first three digits and you add them up and then you multiply by the fourth digit, you get 88, which means Heil Hitler and therefore right. racist Nazi. I think that's obvious. It's, it's like, no, no, it's not obvious. Nobody thinks that way except you insane folk. Do not I, stifle speech. Yeah, well, unfortunately, people don't listen to us when we tell them not to stifle speech. Hell, they don't even donate without listening. Exactly. That would well. We don't mind if you don't listen. Just donate. Yeah. Just yeah. Donate. You can stop listening, but just keep donating. That would be a perfect way. That way, the shows could keep getting shorter. Nobody would pay any attention. That sweet, sweet like, podcasting money would keep rolling in. I feel like after forty-five minutes talking about a Supreme Court case, nobody's paying attention anyway. <laughs> no, they're getting more agitated, which is the funny part of the audience that shows up live anyway. But you had a second part of this. What, we had the tease about no agenda social. Oh, yes. We had more frozen peaches. Frozen peaches. Yes. I love yes. frozen peaches. I mean, I don't like peaches at room temperature, but once they're frozen, they are delicious. You can put Much them on Much crunchier ice cream. that way. Oh, yeah. But yeah, put a little bit of granola so, on them. So I, I hinted at, I, I don't have the means to uh, play clips. And uh, more importantly, I didn't uh, have time to pull the clip this morning. And I'm pretty sure you didn't pull it either, but uh, it has. Hey, don't it, ask me if I'm pulling it. <clears throat> there's there's about a minute and a half clip from No Agenda 1521. And uh, as an exercise to the listener, because we don't bother pulling clips for this show, um, the it's at uh, one hour, 43 minutes. Uh, and I did transcribe some of the discussion. And I just I wanted to start this conversation because it really changed my it it made me question for the first time my my view of what no agenda social is and i'd like i'd like your help in clarifying when i saw so, this going on live during the show cuz you were in the troll room and you were animated i was i i was taken aback um so it it had to do with they were going in adam and john were going into the donation segment on no agenda social and uh adam if it said uh, you know, Mastodon, No Agenda Social is, among other things, he said, it's a very nice social network that does not have algos. And I'm sitting here going, well, there's the first problem because it actually does. I pointed this out before, but let's. let's Wait, Mastodon does have an algorithm? Yeah, it does. Uh, I'd have to dig for it, but there's a there's a recommendation engine and in what it shows you by default in the home feed. Interesting. I was not aware of that. Actually, or not by default. The default feed is everything, which is why you're not subjected to algo. So this is a huge bonus over other networks, but it absolutely has a, it's like it has a for you feed or a, a feed that's like things we think you'll like or something, which is totally an algo. I thought that was all just people that you were following, but I could be wrong. I've never looked that closely at all that. Uh, okay. Now you're going to make me look this up. <laughs> um, we are fact checking live. Yeah. I'm grumpy old Benz. I don't know why I went German. Explore. Yeah. Okay. If you go to No Agenda Social and you click Explore, 
Uh, there's posts, hashtags, and news, which is, I mean, hashtags you could say is an algorithm, but it's really just a filter. Yes. But then there's a tab for you. I have and no name says lists. that is a newish explore section, which is, I guess, so that is new. Yeah, it's new, but uh, we're running that software now on No Agenda Social. Oh, technically has an algo. So there is the algo. I, I don't know what the algo is. I don't know why it's decided, but the for you we don't lists know who controls a bunch of people. It that it thinks that you should follow. And, and I know that it's a terrible algorithm because here are the people that this thing thinks I should follow. It thinks I should follow phone boy. Whoa, 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 whoa. Phone boy and CSB. Yeah. The top two that it thinks I should follow the top three. I thinks I should follow phone boy, CSB and you. Well, we gotta, we gotta stop this. Followed by Viking, Sir Gene, Tom Starkweather, uh, carb lanes, no beret, uh, and then, yeah, and then it goes on I, a bunch of people that I, I'm not following for a reason. I don't like any of you. And the algo is like, you should follow these people. Well, there's a lot of people I thought I was following. I mean, like Billy Bones, I wasn't following Billy Bones. I'm changing that right now. Oh, so, okay. You're giving into the algo. You're, <laughs> you're, you're taking what the algo is feeding you now. I'm like, look at all of this good information. This is giving me. Wow. I love this algo. <laughs> So it has an algo. Fine. Yes. That wasn't even what I was here for. Uh, oh, shit. I just, I, I mentioned the name and now Carb Lane's just entered the troll room. So this is going to be bad. Anyway. Run. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, what Adam actually said, and this, this was the, the crux of the issue. He says, uh, I get reports. You know, we get a lot of bogus reports like C.IM who reports everybody for saying things about vaccines. And so. I actually blocked them. Go away. I think it's because I'm getting older and I'm taking your advice and I want to be like you, Dvorak, when I grow up. So Adam says he says he blocked an instance. So I have, need to start the very first point. This was the first cracking point. Do you think when he said that he means that as the admin, he has decided that you cannot reach C.IM from No Agenda Social? Or do you think he means that he personally, Adam's account, doesn't want to see things from C.IM. I would think with that verbiage, it would be the latter, but I don't know. I, would I don't think, know. Because otherwise, I would think he would say, I asked Aaron or to block. Well, but, Adam is still the admin. So he still has the ability to so do so. He still has then. the power. Wouldn't, I, it, wouldn't it show? Isn't there a way to see everything that is blocked? by I, I i there are uh, about a thousand sites all of which go up and down every five minutes that try to describe this i don't know which is i i haven't done much research into this i was just triggered by the discussion like, anyway it was a discussion who? about instances blocking other instances and he said i blocked c.im now i don't know what c.im is and i don't care to know it sounds like uh if if they're getting sending reports for people who say things about vaccines, then I'd probably don't want to. They're they're probably all morons, and they're probably all you know authoritarian morons who uh, I don't need to go into that. I I rant about that all the time. Fine, I don't need to go. But I, as a user of No Agenda Social, I am just slightly bothered by the idea that an admin on the instance is blocking other instances on my behalf when I am perfectly capable of ignoring other instances by myself. So I don't know if that's what happened or not, but it was my first concern. Well, it is. We have gotten the screen from a servo. So you go to noagendasocial.com slash about, and you will find there is a list. There are 
three instances that are suspended and there are seven that are limited mainly because of uh, porn spam are the ones that are limited. Oh, I know. I was like, this is going to really upset Bemrose. <laughs> and uh, CIM is reason not available. Then there's one that the reason is CSAM and another one that is reason not available. Now, my question would be, who really uses the timeline that sees everything on well, the federated timeline? Yes. I don't think it's been usable for a I don't think it was usable before Twitter started disgorging people to the site. Right. So, I mean, what does this really do? This just keeps you from interacting with people on these servers. And I don't know what any of these things are. Now, if this, this C.IM might just be one asshole who Adam got it, tired it could of. Be. It was could like, be a single user instance. I don't know. You know, we're who, like, we're done. Files too damn many reports. Yes. And it's like, you're being annoying. So I'm getting rid of you because I don't want to waste any more time. And I kind I, of understand that. You know, I, I, I absolutely understand. You know, I, I don't disagree that the stuff that Adam is blocking or, you know, says he's blocking is terrible stuff that I probably wouldn't ever want to interact with. And, uh, you know, I admittedly, I it's as much as I, it ruins my reputation to say this. I actually don't like when my feed is full of porn. So not if you're uh, not asking for it. No, yeah, uh, I I absolutely have a feed of people that are, you know, I, a, a list on there of people that I follow precisely because they post porn all the time. Yeah, I made but a mistake when, of clicking on the wrong hashtag or something on Twitter. And all of a sudden it was porn galore. I'm like, you know what? Yeah. I just said the other day, I've never randomly ran into porn. And then there it was. I'm like, somebody's well, there's a time a and a lesson. place when you want porn. And it's it's when when you've got a few minutes and a little bit of privacy and Okay, that's when I want porn. I, I don't. Have you ever tried podcasting with a boner? No. Well, no. <laughs> nah. Yeah. Actually, you know what? Every Wednesday, yes. It. Uh, <laughs> if Clean Feed connects, then yeah, that I happens. Have, I have that effect on people. I get it. And wait, C Dubs asked if we've talked about him yet, and somebody says his name. C Dubs, are you C dot I am? I'm just curious if uh, is if that's him, which would be interesting. Uh, I I don't know. I I, I don't know what. I, I don't even care. I don't, I don't have any desire to go look at C.IM and see what happens. I, I say that because I don't even know if, I don't even know if the three letters is what is the domain. If it is, then awesome. at least give them pat on the back for getting a three letter domain. That's amazing. But yes, they have 14,000 active users. So it's a fairly large Mastodon instance. Okay. Well, it sounds like at least some of the users are annoying enough to get the admin of our instance to prevent any of us from interacting with them. And no, I'm that not, isn't C dubs. That's good. We wouldn't want you I'm to be not blocked. bothered by, I'm not bothered by not interacting with somebody who's a moron. I'm bothered with having the choice taken away from me. And, and then, okay. So the rest of the conversation was about Adam banned a user. And again, this guy was probably a total douche. It certainly sounds like, uh, he says, I get a report about this one guy and all he's doing is having arguments with people on other servers. Perish the thought. He's not involved with anything whatsoever on no agenda social. Adam actually says he went through this guy's whole timeline. I don't know. I don't know if he went through the timeline. What I do know is where is the harm in having arguments with people on other servers? Well, there's arguments 
And then there is shit posting, which a lot of people would make the argument that uh, Harry Hamster was shit posting you and was jettisoned. So it's, it's, it's all a level yeah. of degrees. I get it. There's a, there's a line that happens and obviously Adam hit it with this guy. Like, uh, no. Yeah. So, and Adam went on and uh, this is, this is why I would have liked the clip because uh, that way Adam was saying it instead of me. Uh, he says, you know, I went through this guy's history. I don't appreciate terms like tyke Jew nigger. We don't do that in our community. I, yeah, I was waiting for the ISO of that. Now I'm going to wait for the ISO of that. So yeah, it's, it's somebody's <laughs> going to bring it up. I guess that's why if you, well, even if you don't say I, it, they'll make it sound like you said it. Yeah, they were going to. It doesn't matter. I, it, I People can if you want something to make me sound like an asshole, take anything that I've said sincerely. It works. But, needle drop again. Very easy to do. Listen to grumpy old Ben's <laughs> needle drop and then donate. If you use the so, ISO for your, uh, you know, texting net message or your uh, ringtone, then donate more. So anyway, he says, if you're only on our server to shit post, go somewhere else. The only thing he was doing was shit posting other people. That's not what our server's for. And of course, what the that reason I bring it up is this on, sounds like a change of policy. Well, and it's also what it caused was some uh, some folks at No Agenda Social will be like, what is shit posting? I don't understand what shit posting <laughs> means. And then, and of course, this is only going to get things further down the rabbit hole. Like, OK, uh, OK, it's well, like, look I, it I up look at the. I do follow the main, the main local timeline on NAS. And let me just tell you, probably 75% of what you see there is shit posting, which is still a better ratio than most servers. Yes. And it's like, I, that's hard to I, identify entirely, but I get what I, what I gleaned from what Adam said was if somebody is a part of the no agenda social community and actually interact with other people and have conversations with people on no agenda social, they're fine. But it sounded like maybe it was somebody that got an account on this instance only to cause trouble elsewhere, which I could see because that's how you try to get an instance banned then, right? You're like, yeah, you know, I'm going to do this because no agenda is bad. I'm going to get an account on their server and then go out and cause trouble. But as you said, the free speech is free speech or it's not. So is any exception okay? I can't come out and say Adam was wrong about anything here. And I'm sure that this guy that he banned was a total tool who would that nobody is, nobody is worse off for getting rid of him. Fine. But the, the two parts that I took away from that, the first is um, in general, I don't care who you are. I don't want people making editorial filtering decisions on my behalf, which I can't, that I don't have any control over. If if I haven't opted into your editorializing, then I would rather do my own filtering. And that includes things like blocking. So the idea that there are people out there, no matter how retarded they are and no matter how uh, in, you know vax happy they happen to be or whatever these people are at that instance, I, I probably it is almost certain that I would never interact with them. And so there's no real harm being done here by banning people that I would never no harm to me being done by banning people that I probably wouldn't interact with anyway, but I don't know because the decision, the choice has been taken away from me and that always rubs me the wrong way. And it's the first time that I've really had evidence that choices are being taken away from me because I'm on this particular server. Uh, And then the second is the idea, and I'm not even against this because I think it's, it's a good idea, but the idea that, Oh, well, you know, this server is a public server 
but we only want it for the purpose of growing this one community and not for the purpose of connecting to the Fediverse as a whole. And, you know, that it, it feels like a shift in policy. It might not be. I might have just been misinterpreting. But the idea that the internal community amongst just this tribe is supreme over the ability to connect with the larger Fediverse felt like a new policy to me. Am I completely off base here? I'm willing to accept that. I, you know, one, I've really never paid that close of attention to it because the way my Mastodon experience has been is mainly the people that exist are on no agenda social. I don't normally go way too far I mean, out that's of kind there. of what I do too. the people two that lists, two lists that I care about the people I follow and the people in the local timeline. Right. And the people that I follow outside of no agenda social are mainly people that were on no agenda social who were like, you know what? Adam also was very clear on it's very easy to run your own host. And I think that was a service to everybody. Because if you run your own host, then you get to decide everything about what you see yes. and what you don't see. So at I, the same time, the uh, we've already established that the the federated timeline is a useless piece of crap. But there's yes. no really good, good, effective means of discovering people from other instances. And so, no, the only the, people I know are the ones that then interact with me. Like, I think Fletcher went off, Carolyn. I don't know if they still even have some of them no agenda social accounts because I think they went off on to starting rolling their own hosts. I think Phone Boy did the same thing. There's a bunch. Yeah. And, and I totally approve of that, but it has been a drawback of, of the Mastodon software. And I don't know if that's a software thing or a federation thing that discovery of people, of interesting people on other instances is actually quite difficult. Yes, it's, it, this is where it's very clear the difference between the Fediverse and Twitter is that Twitter is centralized. And that's also the problem with Twitter is that it's centralized. And there's and, only and one algo-ized. person in charge. Right. Oh, very much so algoized. The, the, the For You tab is probably intended to try to solve that problem, except that it's giving me. I mean, you know, when the top of the tab says CSB, I'm like. There's no, this, this is obviously a bad algo. I love a little CSB in the morning. <laughs> His yes. drawings are way better than anything else on the internet. Whether I mean, he the, boosts or not. More specifically, the almost everybody in the for you tab is somebody on the no agenda social instance. And the reason why I don't follow a lot of these people is because I catch what you say in the local timeline and I've never seen the need. I'm not a big follower. The, no agenda current? social about says that it can be used by anyone 18 plus, but admins reserve the right to suspend or silence. So I don't know if anybody, of course they do was that's really a, aware that it think, was even 18 plus. That. No, I don't either, but that's what, what is on here. 18 plus, which again, because the internet's not safe for children and we don't want to deal with children because we know COPPA and all the problems you get collecting information from children could be illegal. It says, well, I, Pretty much anything related to the No Agenda Show podcast goes, and that is a lot. Parody accounts are usually silenced, not suspended, unless you're actually funny, which, okay, that's a that's a good rule. Yeah. Content is not guaranteed to be preserved. You are liable for all posts you make, and you must be 18 plus to use this well, website. Not, not, not if Gonzalez wins. Right. 
Then then the terms will be shortened to you can't post here because we might get sued for what you say. Yes. Please stop posting. We don't want to go to jail. Yeah. That is the I, before issue. anybody bitches at me and starts getting offended that I don't follow you. I only follow th- 75 people total in the entire world, <laughs> the entire universe. That's it. I mean, you're not on any other social media. So that literally is. I, I, I am already on more social media than I want. I, I made a conscious decision many, many years ago to uh, you know, uh, me and Ted Kaczynski are the ones who realized early on that social media rots your brain. And Living. I decided to get off side by side in the woods you and ted hell yeah it's not a bad place to be but i yeah i didn't take the same offense to it but then again no agenda social is just one prong in the uh, in the social media that i use and i would highly recommend to anybody to learn how to roll your own instance it gives you complete control no agenda social is still way more sane and way less blocking people happy than almost any other server out there oh certainly but i understand your viewpoint which is complaining about absolutely i'm complaining about such a small thing right now because it's still the best instance out but this but this i understand that because it comes down to the best one i've ever been on right because it comes down to the absolutist mentality which is hey wait if we start blocking these fuckers then what's next you know, maybe nothing's yes. next, but I understand at least asking that question. And and I, I, having spent some time being a conspiracy theory who ends up mistakenly right about lots and lots of things, especially in the last few years, I'm a little punch drunk about watching out everywhere I go for slippery slopes. Right. And this feels like at the, the, the top of one. And I don't know where it's going to end. And I know Adam's probably got pretty good breaks and I've not lost all faith in Adam or anything, but I was just like, I, I was concerned. Well, it's the same. I mean, there's different rules everywhere in the troll room. We have really one simple rule, which is don't piss off the moderators, which is a very hard thing to put into text for people to understand. Like, well, what does that mean? What can I say? What can't I say? Well, that was the other thing in, in the clip that we didn't pull because we don't play clips <laughs> that Adam was definitely talking about was. All of the people's going, well, well, what are the rules? How, what exactly can you right. say? And can right. you say, and, and Adam is, is very much of the opinion that we don't write down the rules because people will find a way to twist them. Right. Instead, just stop being an asshole. Yes. Which is kind of the rule overall, which is kind of the rule. You know, we maybe I'm it. being an asshole by complaining about it, but that's a kind of my shtick on this podcast. But again, it's an interesting thing to point out, even if you're like, you know what, I understand where this was probably totally necessary, but then where does it stop? Yeah. And, and I'm also a little sensitive to it with regards to Adam, because I listened to podcasting 2.0 where, uh, Dave Jones, especially is unabashedly in favor of censorship, but only if it's the things that he considers bad content. That is another uh, what, slippery slope. Yeah. And, and they've taken several steps down that with podcast index, not so much that the index isn't still superior to every other company doing anything the like, but, but they, you know, they abandoned for marketing reasons, their, uh, their mission statement that says that they support free speech and they absolutely go into the index and, 
And Dave will take entire categories of things with RSS feeds and audio files and say, you know, I have decreed that these are not podcasts and therefore eliminate them from the index. And uh, whether or not he's right is almost immaterial to the fact that, yes, he does that. The road to hell, they say, is paved with good intentions, right? Do they say that? It's a a thing. I've heard it. Uh, You just said that, so I'm going to have to go with it. (laughs) And I, you know, again, I understand where there's, if you don't moderate some things, it will get out of control. And I can see where people would look at the podcast index and go, hey, wait, I could use this for porn or something that was never intentionally meant for. I think that's one of the categories of things that he deleted, you know, and there you go. And they're like, well, we can use this to, you know, disseminate what we want. And they're like, well, no, no, we don't want that. Which I, again, I don't mind because it's an open system and everybody can go start their own thing if they want to. This is true, which is a fantastic defense, although it it certainly smacks of learn to code. Yes, well, it does because you should learn to code and you have to understand that there are only a certain <laughs> amount of resources available. Karma King in the troll room, the porncast index. Yes, that could. I thought that was already out there somewhere. Uh, your, your ideas intrigue me, and I wish to subscribe to your podcast. We would like to make a lot of money by indexing this thing that people want to see. Yes, I get it. So, uh, in conclusion, um, when I completely went off and got became unhinged in the No Agenda Troll Room, which is, was actually a description that was used on me. You know, I was going to re- try to boot you, but my- I didn't have the authority to do so. Oh, really? <laughs> I was just kidding. <laughs> but I still don't have the authority to do so. So, I mean, there, you could have booted well, yourself. I, <laughs> Sir uh, Bemrose has requested. I, 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 a was, Sir I was accused boot. of becoming unhinged. And my response to that particular uh, accusation was, um, do you have any evidence that I at any point became hinged? That you were ever hinged. No, <laughs> you, you cannot be but unhinged if you were never hinged. The other response that I got uh, was a, a very specific from the admin of spook.social saying that they don't censor anything and you can shit post all you want. Yay. So I, sure. I may create a, an account there just so that, you know, I can take my ball and go home when I need to. So you could cause way more trouble. And then I either that or so that I can shit post badly enough that Booberry has to start censoring people. All right. That's that kind of thinking like you're like, OK, they told me I can do anything I want here. But let's see. <laughs> let me find out yeah. what that let me, limit is. Yeah. Let me test that. Thirty five active users. Yeah. Blue Booberry, you don't know what you're asking for there. You really don't. And we really have to get over to the. uh Today has been a very big boostergram day. It's very, this is an oh, interesting really? day. Uh, they've, they're just like scrolling off the screen here. I've got like really? more than a couple of pages of boostergrams from uh, how much fits on a page from today's show. I mean, there's like three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, like 10 or 12 boostergrams that have come in during the show, which is good. Oh, wow. Because while we are a value for value somebody, podcast, somebody is streaming sets to our live show, in fact. I like that. I know the uh, Baron Rotterdam is one that does that on some of the other shows. It's really cool to see that like popping up, popping in, popping out. Yeah, Okay. You're officially spamming my interface here. (laughs) You mean by sending you money? Yes. How dare you send me Satoshi says Ben Um, Rose. What what I actually need is for people to stress test this interface. Yes. If you can, if everybody can send me thousands of Satoshis per second for at least three hours, we'll be able to see what this can handle, but we are a value for value podcast and you can go to grumpy slash donate. I don't care what anybody says that works. 
that doesn't take you back to the main page unless there's something screwed up on your system, as far as I can tell. But there, you will find the donate button to do a one-time or monthly donation on PayPal. You'll find the QR codes and wallet addresses if you want to do the crypto thing. You'll find the P.O. Box address. You'll find maybe a link to patreon.com slash grumpy old bands, or maybe you won't. So if you're on Patreon and you want to use your funds from there to give us value back, you can do that. And of course, if you're doing the podcasting 2.0 thing, newpodcastapps.com, you can stream your Satoshis. You can boost a gram. Everything is lit with this show. Meaning if you've got one of those programs, when grumpy old Ben's goes live, you can even get a little thing popping up on your device. That's like, Hey, 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 don't miss the live fun. And then you can get into the troll room and take part in all that. We had one whole, I tried the sad puppy thing. It didn't work for PayPal because we only had one donation and that's our I, monthly. That wasn't a sad puppy. You were straight up threatening. I know. Well, this is the way you do it with the trolls. You got to Like you can't bring a knife to a gunfight. You got to bring were like, an you, AR. You were like, you people haven't donated this week. And so we're going to cancel the show forever. I'm like, this just might mean that's what you're I'm like, prove me wrong. I was like, and, and I'm sitting here looking, you know, leaning back going bold strategy, cotton <laughs> Brian Hall coming in. With his monthly 293, which I'd have to go back. I think this is almost from when we started the show. So thanks, Brian, because if everybody would just do that, even $2.93 a month, then we'd be much happier. And we wouldn't need the sad puppies or the AR-15s to threaten the trolls for not donating. But we start out, we'll just read these in order that they came in. We got the first one from Pfeiffer. With 11,111 to 111, a row of sticks, as Adam Curry would say, saying, gobble up these sats, which Thanksgiving's gone, but I'll take the, uh, I'll take the sats because we are lit. We are live. See, Brooklyn came in with a thousand sats. It just says humble boost. The humble (laughs) boosts are fine. You don't have to be non-humble. I don't. Well, you don't. Well, you do. I think that's just a personality thing, though. Weirdo coming in with two, three, eight, six, five, which whatever that means, I don't know. I like it. And just says boost that using fountain. He he actually said B zero zero S T. Yes. Which I mean, I'm convinced that's either code or it's his password. It could be. So if you want to log into his banking account, now you know how to do it. Yes. If you would like to boost as weirdo, this is his password. Well, that's why I was worried with the, uh, the get Alby password. Once there was enough Satoshis in there, which I let it go for a long, long time. And I finally cashed them in for uh, an Amazon gift card and then sent a hundred thousand over to Fletcher for singing and playing guitar live on the two hour. That was hour. pretty awesome. I woke up early, caught that. And then I went back to bed because the next show sucked. But- I know. And I was like, wait, is he singing? Is he doing that live? Is he performing live? I'm like, damn that guy. He's got way too much talent. But I digress. His talent is wasted on us. Yes, it is. 3333. Well, we're glad we hit wasted. Yes. Sorry. We love Sir John Fletcher. The uh, net net though, coming in with the 3333 saying the safest internet for kids is no internet for kids. I couldn't agree more. See, that but should be a bumper sticker. What? That's also kind of a boring internet without the kids. No, without the, the kids. Again, there've been a, there've been a lot of companies like Disney, Microsoft, Amazon, who've tried to create an internet for kids and yes. they all sucked. Well, that's where all the pedos go. Then they're like, Hey, <laughs> yes, all the kids are here. All right. This is where I want to be. 
That's you know, I hadn't they, even thought about that. And screw you for making me think about that. Cause yeah, it didn't even occur to me. Right. Cause you're like Disney. It's like, you have to be 12 years old or under. Okay. I'm 10. Yeah. yeah. Again, uh, age verification on the internet. It's a very slippery slope there as well. 50,000 sets. Whoa. From speedy bubble. That's a new one. Speedy bubble says, stop making sense. Intelligent discourse in, is no longer permitted in society. So. Speedy bubble, I apologize. We we should shut this show down. If if you want to continue boosting like that, then I will continue to make no sense at all. No, I think he says you're making sense. I know. Apparently, I need. Yeah, but he. But my instructions are to stop. Oh yes. So you have to turn that off. Stop making sense, as the talking heads would say. Then Boobery, the the owner of that spook dot social, don't overload his server. One 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 one. Another row of sticks says. Saw the article, didn't get a chance to read it yet about Jerna host, but this list of reasons why they got blocked brings me joy. Do we want to see the list of reasons uh, why? I, yeah, I, I, I thought about clicking that and then I went, no, during the show, I, you know, for all I know, it'll disconnect me from clean feed. Maybe the same issues we had two weeks last week. Clean feed worked perfectly fine from Chromium. Everything was golden this week again. It's like, screw you. You're going to, you're not going to connect from Chromium. And I, I thought about using brave to give you some static, but I give you static all the time anyway. And so I switched to Firefox. Let's see here. The reject deletes the rules. No docs rule is enforced. So does that mean, wait, that a no docs rule. No doxing is kind of a good idea, right? That no docs rule is not enforced. Okay. So they're saying, Oh, that it doxes people. Okay. The host on that one is comfy smug dot space, which is okay. <laughs> Whatever that means. Three of the uh, it, it kind of describes journalism though. Uh-huh. Three of the reasons are just journos. So because they're journos, you don't want um oh <laughs> fascist. I, I don't think I don't think that's a reason to censor them. I think it's a might be a reason not to pay attention to them. Yeah, one of the reasons is fascist stenographers. God. And one is I do not allow automated instances to send deletes. Okay. What? I don't know. I don't okay. know. Uh, there's a bunch of avatar removal, banner removal, federated timeline removal. One of them just says mainstream propagandists. Well, yeah, journos. Well, I'm I'm not going to get into my rant about being able to delete things off of social media, but I I've got one. State actors come up later rated by fascists, surveillance capitalists, internet (laughs) sleuths who won't use reporting tools, but will cry for legal action. Of of all of the reasons to want to cancel somebody online, it's because they believe that uh, the voluntary trade of goods between each other is somehow a good thing. (laughs) A lot more journals. One just says pedos. So, I mean, you can put anything (laughs) you want for blocking. I mean, we don't know that it's wrong. No, one just says unmoderated because that's scary. Oh, that that is that scares a lot of people. Transphobia. So wait, the mainstream oh, media God. is transphobic now? I'm sure there's one or two. Racist, homophobic thugs. <laughs> yeah, this is an okay. interesting list. I'll give you that, Boobery. Okay. Yeah, enough of that. Yeah, it's uh, for your own enjoyment. You can go find that yourself. Uh, then Boobery came in after the row of sticks came in with another 17776 saying, come and get your glow on 
at spook.social. Yeah. These subversions that, that came in aren't that came glow. in about three minutes before I gave my plug for spook.social. So apparently I was not quick enough on it. I guess. Instead of tooting, we subvert over here. Come get some. So go to spook.social and see if you can crash Boobery server. That's what the goal for this week is. Well, my goal isn't to crash the server. It's to get them blocked from every instance out there. <laughs> well, if you join, that'll go a big step. Yeah, towards I, if, if I join, that. I mean, there's half of it right there. Carolyn Blaney of the Hog Story. Blaney's coming with 8888 saying that you want to personally curate your own porn, which that's yes. just stating the obvious. Yeah. You don't want somebody else curating. They don't know what he likes. They don't know what well, his weird oddity and, kinks and, are. And, you know, what, what's the first step to curating? Looking at it. Right. And I, I don't need an AI to do that. That defeats the purpose of porn. You're like, I can do this myself. Thank you very much. Guzman. I mean, I'm going to be looking at it anyway. Right. Guzman comes in with 10,000 sats. I don't know if it's the same. Guzman just says fountain boost. And then C-Dub's got some boost coming in with saying, Boostbot is not on N O S T R. What is Nostr? I don't know what that is. I don't know either. In your favorite client, search for one of these. I don't know what that means, C Dubs. We know C Dubs runs the Boostbot, which is the thing that posts the boosts in the troll room and on No Agenda Social and maybe other places when they come in. So if there's something we need to look into, we can uh, do that. Is there something we can do to make the whole Boostbot concept that much more fun? Because people like seeing that when these things come in, especially on the shows that are done live, like this one and the rock and roll pre-show. It's fun for those messages to pop up in the troll room, especially since, you know, most people don't get to them immediately. It helps. What is Noster? Noster is an open protocol that aims to create a censorship resistant global data sharing network, primarily focusing on improving social networks. Oh, it says now on Noster. Okay. Did, did it oh. say not? <laughs> because it's like. You're, you're confusing me. Uh, the boost, in fact, says Boostbot is not on Noster. I guess it meant is now was, on Noster. Oh, okay. I'm sitting here thinking, okay, I don't know what that is, but I guess Boostbot isn't on it. Exactly. Pfeiffer wow. says uh, Sir Spencer talked about that no, last it, night on uh, Bowl okay. after Bowl. We have a great network of a bunch of hosts and a bunch of shows that by the time you listen to all of us, you're really confused or really in the know. One or the other. It all depends. But those were the boostograms. We appreciate those folks for coming in and helping support the show because otherwise we're shutting this bitch down. You guys don't start coming in with the big money. Yeah, you you and the sad puppy are going to go off and do your own podcast. Who's the? Well, I know you're not. They keep looking at angry tech news and I'm like, it's been a while again. What's this guy oh, doing? You got to get some episodes out there. What he's doing is trying to keep his, his house from being foreclosed upon. Well, that's not good. Support the damn shows, people. Otherwise, Bemrose is going to have to be, can you, can you podcast from a van down by the river or something? Uh, and, and you know that I'd end up like eating all the free candy before giving it out to the kids. <laughs> what free candy? Nothing. Where are you Nothing coming from? What are you, I didn't say anything. What are you talking about? I don't know what's <laughs> going on here. But hey, value for value means if you've gotten any value out of the show, you show some value back and that could be a simple in these trying times. I mean, we've noticed that the big, the big, big, biggest value for value podcast out there is definitely the no agenda show. And they've been condensing their donation segments into one, which tells me things are bad all over right now due to a variety of issues. So if you're unable to help support these shows that you listen to financially, 
Help the shows by talking about them, posting about them wherever you can, telling your friends about them, helping the audience grow. And that way, these shows will have extra people coming in, new blood, new donations, all that. It's a beautiful system, and it can work. And we appreciate and did, everybody for listening. Did, did you get Servo's boost? It was the last one on my list. Let me see here, Servo. Hey, he came in with 3333 sats saying, this is a shit post. Oh, I did not get that. I don't think so. We we are successfully being shit posted. Well, I only accept shit posts if they're at least thirty three, thirty three, three. It has to be at least that oh. large of a uh, of a boost. I think. Oh, oh, so we're already sending ultimatums. Yes, this is what this show is all about. It's yes. the, it's the show it's, of ultimatums. It's, it's about being full of ourselves. <laughs> exactly, and we enjoy it, and everybody listening enjoys it. The troll room is rocking and rolling. And right now, what does Doug say? We've got listener count zero. What the hell, Doug? What the I, hell just I've happened? Done it. I've finally driven them all off. I've never seen a zero. What just <laughs> happened here? Well, you know, on the last uh, No Agenda, John started uh, out, uh, out loud <laughs> doubting that the listener count was accurate. <laughs> well, now here you go. We have people that are responding to us live, so they have to be hearing us. Um, I, I think that we're, they're probably getting the show from psychic emanations. Yeah. I'm seeing either I'm, that, or, you know, no, you know what this is? The troll room has been completely replaced by a chat bot and AI. It's chat all bot. AI. We're chat. Yeah. We were all chat bot AI. They're In fact, all chat it might bot just AI. Be a clean feed bot. It may be. It may be. I see voids. Uh, the source for Doug is, is also showing zero. So that would make, make yeah. sense. Uh, well, if nobody's listening, then uh, I guess we should probably just end here. It's usually good. To, once you know nobody is listening to the show, then <laughs> is a proper time to log off. We appreciate everybody. However many there may be, we appreciate you listening live. Oh, wait. Servo saying Satoshi stream let you down on my boost. Okay. I'm going to change all of my boosts over to get Albi because I never have problems with get Albi. So thank you for letting me know that Servo. And uh, with that said, we will be back next week on Wednesday for another fun and exciting and hopefully well-funded episode. Of well, the exciting Gruff anyway. Yes. Of the fun is optional. Oh. podcast. Wait, we're not going to have fun. Well, we you might not have fun. We're going to just let's do shots next week. That'll be a great way to get the show going. That, that, would, that would get it going. With that said, I am Darren O'Neill coming to you live from a bunker deep in the heart of middle America, where if nobody's listening, then everybody's listening. And from America's left coast, where I'm going to go, uh, go have some carcinogenic bacon vapors. I'm Ryan Bimrose. Mm, that sounds good. Somebody said something stupid. Oh, well.